You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn is here, our vet. You're very welcome, Pete. Thanks good, very much for coming in. Good morning. From uh, Bray Vet. What's it what's called? It's called Bray Vet, isn't it? Yeah, Bray Vet's the name of our practice. That's yeah, very that's right. You know, how long did it take you to come up with that name? <laughs> well, do you know, it's, it's one of those funny things where um, people just call that anyway, and you end up just making that the name of the business. Do you know what I mean? Um, in the old days vets weren't allowed to call themselves after the name of a town and times have moved on and restrictions on vets have been a bit removed and um, people just you know um, well names of any businesses are a bit unusual aren't they it's funny how some names catch on and others um, however simply are just don't catch yeah. on look at Google I mean what a weird yeah. name and it's yeah. everybody it's like a word in the language now yeah. Well, anyway, um, Pete is uh, from Bray Vet. You'll find him on Old Connor Avenue in uh, Bray. Uh, a query in, Pete, on fleas for this time of the year is the difference between a flea and a tick. What's the difference between a flea and a tick? Well, that's like the difference between a dog and a cat or um, a human and a horse. Like, it's a huge difference. Um, fleas are, um, they're small, they're about like half a centimetre long and they're sort of um, they're wriggly things so if you find a flea on your pet it'll you'll see it rushing through the fur like quickly and if you pick the flea off and put it on the ground it'll not it won't just rush it'll actually hop it'll hop like like six inches or even a foot so fleas are wriggly and jumpy whereas ticks um, stick on like they're just they, they crawl slowly up onto the animal and then they attach themselves. So if you find a tick on your pet, it's going to be just totally attached, just stuck on, almost like a little wart of some kind. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, really? Um, and if you are able to remove those, and you have to be careful how you remove them, if you do remove them and put them onto a bit of paper, they'll they'll move, but just slowly, like a little slug moving along, rather than like a flea, which is quickly. Okay. By the way, if you have any questions for Pete, 083 33 is their text. If you want to talk to him in person, 1890 103. So um, they're dangerous, are they? Well, um, fleas make make pets itchy, right. generally, whereas ticks don't. Ticks are just a, a one-off nuisance. They're just something stuck in the, in the skin causing a one-off. Do they hurt? They can be a bit painful, yeah, and um, the animal might just scratch at that one particular place where it's or, or nibble at that one particular place, whereas fleas is more of a general itchiness. And generally would say if it was on a dog, mm. but the tick would sort of eat the thing off. Would it sort of well, no, bite what, it off? No, no they just ticks are really hard to get off. So what they tend to happen is they tend to stay there sucking blood until they're full of blood. So it'll go from being like the size of a of a, a, a tiny dried out raisin up to the size of a plump grape almost. Maybe not quite oh that big. Gosh. But you know, they, they can get quite big. And once they're plump and full of blood, then they drop off. And when a tick drops off then it uses the blood that it's that it's sucked out to make um eggs. And so then it Oh my God! Out. This is getting yeah. worse. All the time. <laughs> tick, ticks are really horrible things, and they, they 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 are great survivors though. Like they say, they're around in the times of the dinosaurs. And I was once in Africa studying cattle ticks one time, and we had to collect ticks and send them to the lab. And because it's so warm, um, we had to preserve them, so we put them in the deep freeze. And what we found was that once they'd been deep frozen for a month, we took them out to send them off to the lab. And as they thawed out, they started to crawl around again. <laughs> so they're like they're they're really a hardy little creatures. The real significance of ticks, I think is that they can carry a nasty disease called Lyme disease. And that's common in North Wicklow, unfortunately. Lyme disease can cause dogs to have vague signs of illness, such as 
um, stiff joints and general um, dullness and so on. But more worrying, perhaps, they can cause humans to develop a nasty illness. And um, what happens is that the Lyme disease, which is the, the bug that's carried by the ticks, um, it can cause your joints to seize up and it causes nerve damage as well. And it's very difficult to diagnose. So I've known, I know somebody who was confined to a wheelchair for the rest of their life because of Lyme disease. And it wasn't just that the disease caused the problem, it's that the disease wasn't diagnosed for a number of months. And so by the time it was diagnosed and treated, um, the damage had been done. So you have to treat ticks with respect. Don't pull them off your fingers. You should wear rubber gloves and don't just chuck them away on the ground. You should actually put them into a plastic bag and squash them so they pop, so they're completely dead and then put them into the into the bin because they you know um and where do they come from well they 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 live in long grass in meadows and in woodlands and um they they generally infect wild animals so that you know rabbits and um foxes and badgers and so on also sheep and cattle um and obviously if dogs or humans are walking in the same areas they will hop off and and land on on our pets and on ourselves Gosh, and you can you yeah. can use spot on products and sprays to 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 kill them or to prevent them um but they're such tough little brutes that they're quite difficult to prevent completely so even if you do do all those things it's quite common to have a, um some animals some of them landing on your animals the best way to remove them is there's a special thing called an otom tick remover which is a kind of a small plastic um, little hooky thing which you put onto the tick and twist it around and it, it makes sure the tick comes out including its head right. including its head so that, that way you're not Now can I ask you about uh, the preparations for getting rid of fleas yeah. and getting rid of a tick is it the same stuff will get rid of both no? Well they all tend to include insecticides but they all work in slightly different ways and and they have different licenses to which explain what they're, what they're most effective at killing so um most of the products that are sold will be effective against fleas only, but ticks are much more difficult to kill, so only some of them have, have a licence to protect and to kill flea, uh, ticks. So it's just to do with the exact type of insecticide. In fact, I just heard there's a new one being created. It's not reached the market yet even, but what it, it's got a special combination of things which um, make... One of the problems with ticks is they stick in one place, and so it's hard to get the insecticide onto them. So this new product makes them ticks kind of wake up and hurry around the, the fur a bit more quickly and because they do that they take on more insecticide onto them so that then they're killed more easily so that's a product that's literally just being it's coming to market right now we'll probably see it in Ireland in six months or something Okay um, just to say by the way that they're preparing the news of course for 12 o'clock mm. and uh, in the news this is separate to you Pete uh, Maeve McGivern you might remember Maeve who missed out on a liver transplant in July because there was a mm. bit of a mess up with the plane and getting her to London and all that sort of stuff she's currently undergoing a transplant operation in London. Oh That's gosh. fantastic news. Yeah, it's great. That is really brilliant. I'm mm. delighted to hear that. She's the best with that. Because she, her life, because um, we got, we learned more about her life at the time, being mm. in hell and all that sort of stuff, mm. because she needed a liver transplant. But it's mm. fantastic that it's worked out for her. So there'll be more details on that. Mm. Um, the headphones there, Pete. Right. Um, we've got uh, Tony on the line, and he's building an aviary. Hello to you, Tony. Good morning. And good morning to you, Pete. Good morning. Um, I'm building an aviary, uh, I live out in the country, and I've had problems for years now with neighbours' cats. I had to get rid of my other um, winged creatures, ducks and hens and so on, um, because they were being slaughtered by the cats. Nature, huh? Right. Nature, right. yes, yeah. as soon as I had it. But you I want actually to, had yeah. a clutch of bantams on Christmas Day a couple of years ago. And within hours, they were slaughtered by by your neighbours' cats. They must be fearsome cats. Um, well, they're they're feral. 
Right. That they're new neighbours that come and they don't understand the way of life in the country and they just let them out and um, the cats resort to what cats do. Right. So, short of fencing my entire garden, uh, which is not walled, it's hedges. Um, I don't like uh, walls out in the country, obviously. Yes. And um, short of netting it all the way around, is there anything that I can do to keep the cats out? Well, it, um, one way that I've heard that can be quite effective is a, a kind of um, a thing like a garden sprayer, which is um, almost like a giant, like a machine gun water pistol kind of thing. And what happens is it sits there... Um, in the area where you want to keep the cats away from and if it picks up movement so if a cat wanders into its beam if you like then it lets off uh, uh, jets of water against the cats so that that's I saw a survey of different ways of keeping cats out and that's the one that came up best but is it triggered off by the birds? No, but you'd have to ha- you'd have it on the on the sort of boundary where the birds aren't going but where the cats coming across to get to where the birds are if you know what I mean Right. Um, you couldn't have it where the birds are. Obviously, they'd be setting it off. Well, what the time. about these things? Like, uh, Tony, you probably were looking up various things like this uh, noise that goes out. Yeah, that. They honestly, those don't work, no? I, Machines I, that, that send out. A, ultrasonic noises, yeah. high pitched noises. Well, um, again, first of all, they're going to affect the birds too. But secondly, I, I, I think that there's not strong evidence that they're all that effective. They may help a bit, but, you know, if a cat sees a bird that it wants to get to, it's going to happily wander through a slightly annoying noise to get there, do you know? Um, so I, I, I don't think that's going to be effective. A barrier, I mean, the best way for most people, I think, is a barrier, physical barrier. So if, you have a, if, you, if you're in a position where you do have a wall around your garden, you can actually put little sort of um, perspex or plastic things on top of the fence or the wall that um, cats don't like clambering over. So it keeps cats out in that way. But I can see it's difficult for you in a situation that you're in. I mean, I think you also need to talk to, talk to the... Um, the owners of the cats, because I know some places they come up with the idea of a kind of timeshare with animals. So let's say they might agree to to keep their cats in during the. I'm afraid. The, the mo- I'm afraid that, that that's a non-starter, Pete. All right. Um, it's actually one cat owner who instructs the cats when she's letting them out, not to kill the birds, just to kill the spiders. She tells them. So to do I that. don't think there's much point in speaking to people like that. Yeah. The other thing is that um, my hedges are the maximum height, which is two meters, and um, there are about uh, about two hundred meters of hedging. That's a lot. A lot of area. You know, do it's you, a big you, area. Do you have a dog? I don't have a dog at the moment, no. Because that's that's an, another effective way of keeping cats away is to have a, uh, um, well, I suppose in your situation, what you'd have to have is a little dog that's trained to get on well with birds, yeah. but um, trained to bark at uh, bark at cats. And, uh, you know, certainly dogs don't... don't it's some, a difficult one. See, well, I suppose what we're talking about is it's, it's in the nature of cats to go chasing these birds, and so you've got to make it as difficult as possible. What's uh, What sort of aviary are you talking about, Tony? Uh, 10 by 4 but surely it's going to be fenced 10, 10 feet long but it's, it's 4 feet wide 8 feet high surely it's going to be fenced in if it's an aviary I'm putting it on wheels please but 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 what I mean is it's an inc- how, how would the cats get inside the aviary oh no no it's not a matter of them getting inside the aviary it's a matter of them <laughs> congregating in the area where yeah. the, the, the birds are this is this is what they do yeah if they can get into the big area and I think you've confirm, confirmed what I thought myself, that all these products are absolutely useless, whether they spray scent or water or make noise, uh, you know, high-frequency noise that the cats wouldn't like. 
um, anything like that. I, I really think myself the only answer is a dog. And yes. I, my mobility is not that best. Uh, so I wouldn't be in a position to exercise the dog club. But if if that's the only answer, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but, you know, usually um, if you go out and you go around the pet shops, you'll find that they have all sorts of stuff, making all sorts of claims. If you go on the internet, they make all sorts of claims. And thanks to East Coast and your good self, um, I have a consultation with you <laughs> for right. free and hopefully other people right. will learn as well. Very good. All good, right, good, Tony. Good luck with that, Tony. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. And, and thank you, East Coast. You're very welcome, Tony. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, just one final one, Pete. Have you any information on ringworm, ringworm and what's the cure? Um, ringworm is a, a fungal infection that affects the skin and it um, tends to affect cats, especially young cats and kittens. Um, and it's infectious from one animal to another and it can be passed on to humans and again, especially young humans like children. Um, it's easily cured with antifungal medication, um, creams, shampoos and also um, a kind of liquid that goes into the food. The problem, One of the problems is that the most effective t- tablet that used to be available and used to be very economical has actually gone off the market because of possible toxicity and, and high doses or whatever. And what that means is we can't get it anymore. So for, for vets and the owners, the frustrating thing is that the most effective oral treatment now, the, the liquid that you give, is much, much more expensive. It's fine if you've got one little kitten with the problem, but I had somebody in recently who had six cats, all of which had ringworm. To treat them all, it's going to cost you know hundreds of euro. Um, so it becomes a really very expensive job indeed. And so, um, I mean, I think in a lot. The thing about ringworm is it's not a life-threatening disease, and generally the body does self-cure eventually. But some some individual animals can become you know can be very disfigured by it in the short term. And, and in humans, um, if you get it into your scalp as a child, it can even leave scarring there for life. So it is a disease that needs to be treated with respect. And if you've uh, think you've got ringworm one of your pets definitely talk to your vet about getting it sorted it's not one to self-treat you need to get professional advice on that right but it can be expensive it can unfortunately yeah. if you've yeah. you got more than one animal it is expensive okay Peter Weatherburn our vet thank you very much indeed Pete Pete from Brave Vet and you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website which is petethevet.com as soon as we record it and do all the gizmo <laughs> stuff and all that thanks for coming in Pete Pete thank will be here you. next week to answer your questions